0: Thanks for tuning into the podcast today. We are going to be talking about globalism today and the origins of it. It's a word that we keep hearing in the news uh, all the time now, globalism and uh, and it seems to be a little confusing if you don't know much about it. We're going to unpack that. We're going to talk about the origins of it, which might surprise you because it actually goes back literally thousands of years. So, it's going to be a good podcast. Sit back, grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the podcast. You're listening to the All Out War podcast. Uh, the top of 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 the What's up everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner. I love that intro of doom. It just gets me excited every time. I love it. I look forward to it every week. I am here in the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie?
1: What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Hey, did you know that Sammy Davis Jr. yeah, was also a uh-huh. Satanist <laughs> and he attended a lot of parties? That's until he converted to Judaism, but at his shows, even after, he would save seats for Anton LaVey. Wow,
0: really? Really. I that's did not really, know that. That's what that, I read. D- dude, you bring, I just love it. Every week. That's amazing. we did on Mother Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Mother Jones. <laughs> well, well, well man, man, we are in the studio this week. Rosie's here. Cody is not with us, unfortunately. He's dealing with some uh, family stuff with a sick kid. This is what it happens when you have kids, man. You got to take care of them but he will be with us again next week and uh we have a guest in the studio this week with us jonesy what's up jonesy how you doing G'day, man? Mike, whatever. <laughs> hey i love that accent is it's, that, it's late we're all giddy is, is that an is that an australian that that showed up oh man speaking of australian uh, I just want to make a couple quick announcements before we jump into the podcast. Uh, number one, we are now live, on not live, we are now on uh, YouTube, so you can go to All Out War Podcast on YouTube and uh, we'll, we will be posting uh, every week we'll be posting our podcasts on there so you can listen on YouTube as well still on SoundCloud which we, was always we've always been on we've applied for iTunes they're reviewing our podcast hopefully they will approve our podcast but you never know with them right? Yeah we're not
1: holding our breath <laughs>
0: right? yeah but listen <laughs> even if they don't get us on iTunes we're still having a reach in our audience because I was checking our SoundCloud uh, stats we have listeners 66 listeners from the Nether have listened to the podcast two from the United Kingdom and two from Australia and two from Saudi Arabia
1: we, so <laughs> yeah.
0: we are reaching people all around the world from this silly little podcast that we've been doing and I'm just so excited about that and I just want to say if you're listening from the UK Australia Croatia uh, we also had some sorry wherever you're listening from thank you and if you enjoy the podcast just share what you're what you enjoy about it with someone else and let somebody else enjoy
1: the podcast as well because
0: you know this we love what we're doing and if we can if we can bless you then it makes us happy
1: and if you don't like the podcast let us know why yeah that'd be good yeah we're, we're big boys we can it makes us happy
0: yeah <laughs> i mean if you leave a bad enough comment you might even make it onto the podcast we might even read it on the air here because uh we're we're like that we like to uh Uh, make ourselves feel bad. Anyways, so uh, we have a great episode this week. We're going to be talking um, about some cool stuff. Last week, we had a a podcast on conspiracies, and uh, it seemed to strike a pretty good nerve. A lot of people really enjoyed that podcast, and I got good positive feedback from that as well. But uh, we're going to kind of tag on to that for kind of a pseudo part two of that, and we're going to be talking about some more of the origins of kind of where things in the whole of humanity started to just go weird and and what caused those things and how uh how things are being made getting made right but um just an awareness of things that have happened literally thousands of years ago and they're still affecting us today and um and so i think that this is kind of cool to 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 talk about and look at um it's something that I've enjoyed studying over the years and if you, you know so I'm going to be basing this right off the bat on the Bible so I'm gonna be opening up my Bible I'm gonna be reading from the Bible actually Stephen if you want to read it I think you're already there I'm I'm not there are you at Genesis chapter 6 oh yeah all right just read through you know part of that real quick and then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of explain what 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 I'm coming at
1: sorry I have it as the King James version
0: oh oh the old King James to do it yes.
1: with an accent oh, <laughs> thou out <art> thou how about <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, so Genesis 6 when man began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown.
0: So uh, just a review quick on that verse. So what's happened is, is Adam and Eve populated the earth. Uh, they be, you know, the population of the earth are estimated at this time are, is actually close to a billion people or more. Um, it's crazy. I saw some, some cool research. They did math on um, just the way that uh, population and length of life was recorded in the Bible at this time, because, you know, the length of life was much longer mm-hmm. uh, early on in in history of man. And they said with that length of life and how many children they could have, the population would have exploded pretty quickly. And the environment was conducive to that as well, because we had a really uh, pure environment at this time as well. Like, you know, the water was so much cleaner, you could drink it probably from nearly any place on the planet. Um, So there's no pollution. All of those type of things were just conducive to uh, quick growth, you know, explosive growth. And that makes sense, because God designed it that way, right? But uh, so then you get to the point of of Genesis chapter 6 here, and God is regretting that he even made mankind, which it's hard to read that, knowing that God's a God of love. I take solace in the fact that it says that it hurt him to his heart. In fact, the version you're reading, the ESV, Stephen, mine mine actually says in, in verse 6 of Genesis 6, it says, the Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. Hmm. And um, I have a little note there that that filled with pain is actually the word for death depth of grieving to moaning. So I, get, I think there's some Hebrew wording in there that um, I probably unpacked and just wrote the in there, but depth of grieving of moaning. So um, that's a pretty sorrowful act that God was doing. But I think when you start to look at that those verses of what was happening previous to that, mm-hmm. it shows that God really kind of, we tied his hands. And so this is where, Kevin, you I love that you're here because... When you this is something you love talking about, and uh, yeah, we uh, ha- uh, we'll go ahead. <laughs> so okay. so it goes back to this word nephilim. Right. So this is the key word in six. It's kind of a mysterious word in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's alluded to not only in Genesis six, but it's talked about again in the Book of Chronicles and Kings, because we have an encounter with a nephilim uh, with David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, there's also in Kings another mention of a guy named Og, the king of Og, um, and then we have, um, and we have uh, this allusion to the references that are explained in sources outside of the Bible through places like the Book of Enoch, which are not canon in Scripture, but they're referred to from Scripture, because Jude in the New Testament refers to the book of Enoch.
2: Yeah, they're used for
0: historical references. Yeah, yeah. so Enoch... In a bit more detail. I kind of wish we had some, like, ancient transcripts of Enoch that were reliable so that it could be included in the canon of Scripture, because it, some I've read Enoch, and it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's ancient text. It probably would be considered the oldest text. Now, what I read, this is the thing, is it's not... It's not canon of Bible in the sense that so this is the thing about Enoch. You have to be careful about if you've read the book of Enoch and you decide to go look at it after this, after hearing this podcast. It's not canon of scripture because we don't have reliable source text that would verify what's being written in there. And so that's you know, everything else in the Bible, we have reliable source text. That's why that's one of the reasons it's called canon. And so we can use it that way. That's one of the criteria that we have for putting the Bible together the way it is. But Enoch, we don't. So what you're looking at is best case thing. A lot of um, ancient um, writings, but they're not ancient to the point because you got to understand Enoch was mentioned pretty early on. In I mean, he dies right before the flood. So Genesis five. You yeah, how far was did he? How it, far was he removed from Adam? Uh, he was. He was. Well, he was alive when Adam was alive. Well yeah, so they all have first hand knowledge. So he would have had firsthand knowledge of the account of creation. Hey, that, Grandpa that Adam, what, what happened here? Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, for real. Yeah. yeah. And and so you have that and even Noah was um Noah's great grandfather was uh was uh or his his grandfather was, was Adam's uh dad. Or Adam's Adam's son. <laughs>
2: Adam's daddy. <laughs> Adam's dad. Adam's dad was God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: don't know. I'm getting confused. It's late. You're yeah. right. But uh But no, for real. So, so Noah would have been able to um, have an account, um, a firsthand account as well, and then, and then he would have. Well, he saw it, right? The the days before Noah, he he watched it all happen. He watched it all happen. Yeah.
2: So, so I'll I'll preface this and say. So the the Nephilim is the the Nephilim. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I apologize because I might be a little vague on the details being a man of age, not like Noah, but having some timers. I'm not going to recall all <laughs> Some Where am I? What? <laughs> what? Is there still a Kmart? Um, but uh, the... Uh, and then what happens, I mean, every time I play a sport, I have surgery, and surgery results in me on the Internet with Percocet at home for two days. <laughs> so I, I find <laughs> all these great little nuggets of information on oh, the man. Internet. So, uh, so, you know, my start of this was not really chronological, but um, I just stumbled across, and because I, I'm, I'm not gonna give you the details just as yet, because I haven't researched it in the last week or so, but I will give some of my sources that I fell onto, and these are men that have studied this stuff for, for 20, 30 years, and then can corroborate with documentation, you know, their sources of information. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of discovered um, Marzuli. he's a pastor out in, in California, and uh his uh (laughs) sorry his uh he he did a lot of research and was finding all sorts of archived information on giants in in north america and and you can go back probably 100 120 years and you can like in microfiche in some of the libraries look at some of these old tribune papers and and see an indian burial ground that was dug up and there's two gentlemen five seven five eight and with a coffin, and there's an eight-foot skeleton inside this coffin. Wow! And and I mean, those pictures are all over the place. And uh, there's another guy, Stephen Quayle. He's documented this in books like the Book of Giants. So there's an awful lot of pictures and references to this and that and the other. But uh, but when you go back to Genesis six, it talks about the sons of man or the sons of God. Um, that usually that term usually refers to the angels. And so these were angels who left their first estate, who decided that they were going to take up this endeavor and for whatever purpose, but I'm sure was contrary to God's will, and then take the daughters of men and produce their own offspring. And the product of that would be these hybrid demonic human um, beings,
0: the giants, the men of renown, this and that and the other. Um, so they, that would be what they would call that. What we're labeling here mm-hmm. from the Bible, from Genesis six, is Nephilim. The Nephilim. The so yeah. Nephilim are when you say sons of God, uh, that was a reference to angels, and daughters of men would be human women. Mm-hmm. So you have these these angels that left their place in heaven, as mm-hmm. Jude would say. The Book of Jude says that they left their place of 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 yeah. heaven of glory descended to Mount Hermon. They descended and then then they then they somehow connected with. Human race. Now, this is confusing because there's a lot of theological debate within the church about can an angel procreate, and how would all of that work? Because that becomes the the issue of sticking point for a lot of people. They say, well, Hebrews says that, or I'm I'm sorry, uh, uh, Hebrews talks about angels says that you may entertain angels unaware. So we know that they can take human form. Uh, at some level we know like that would be a, a logical jump from that because of that verse and oh yeah
2: there's several s- scriptures I mean or passages that refer to that with a, a Sodom I mean the the angels there the, the
0: men they look like men right yes because they wanted to rape yeah, them exactly yeah. yes <laughs> No, that's what they did. No, <laughs> like, no. It's quite cool. disturbing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, what kind of like, to rape and to want to rape an? I mean, it must have been a pretty handsome angel. Yeah,
1: but yeah. at the same
0: time, it's an angel. Like <laughs> right. That thing's got some power. You don't want to yeah, get on. Were its they backside. aware of it was an angel? I mean, oh, they just look like a human. Good point. Um, good so, point. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, if you entertain them and not aware, right? Then I don't think they pop down with wings on their
0: back, like right, right. <laughs> <that> right. <was. laughs> uh, so, so, but, but, the, the, so then the the rub becomes uh, the sticking point in the rub. Like, the, like these uh, innuendos I'm making here. <laughs> they can't procreate. They can't procreate. Like, can they procreate? Or well, because but then it
2: says they left their first estate. So are
0: they out of the angelic realm?
2: Um, and who knows what that means specifically? There's a lot of you know guessing in there. Yeah, you know, just kind of like the, the fuzzy-haired guy on Ancient Aliens. You know, right. it's just <laughs> the fuzzy hair guy. What if what, if, what if, what well, must be a fact then, right? right. <laughs> but, uh,
0: but we'll, uh, yeah, there's we'll, a lot of unknown we'll and we're going to, we should probably make that as a, as a, just as a, pro, a disclaimer for this pocket. There's a lot of unknown and a lot of debate too, and a lot of debate, but
2: some people will say they'll go that the Sethite route, um, where the, they'll say that the, um, the daughters of, of, of men were, uh. I guess this. I gotta. Re, I can't recall this, but um, you know they weren't fallen angels. They were th- um, the offspring of Seth, and because he was the rebellious one, right? And yeah. so, but, it, but oh no, th- wait.
0: He was the. It was. Uh, it was. <laughs> Seth was the, the third child born. Yeah, because you had Cain Abel and Seth. Yeah.
2: Right. So and so, and there's a debate. Well.
0: Um, Chuck Misler is a good source for this, too. He'll so, explain all this stuff in detail. So, so um, Chuck Misler, uh, L.A. Marzulli, Stephen Quayle. Right. The, you know, they, they kind of yeah. go through all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if
2: in the big picture, if you look at, you know, there's a war going on in heaven. And it, God is the all-powerful. He is the creator. He's created everything. Um, what recourse does the devil have? R- really none other than he's here and he's free. And so his main mission is that if he can stop any one of God's promises, he can, He he assumes that God's fallible and he's never been able to do that, but he always continues to try. And so it's to make God a liar. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so there's certain promises. I mean, there's 2000 prophecies in the Bible and they've all come true. What are the odds in that it's miraculous in and of itself. And a lot of these, these prophecies have been corroborated historically and they're factual. Um, so, but, So this this, uh, defiling of the human race and trying to destroy God's creation, because if he can't destroy it, he always tries to pervert it. When you go back to the Book of Enoch, it says that these fallen angels uh, taught men uh, warfare and advanced technologies and and all sorts of perversion, uh, husbandry. They were mixing animals. Um, And it's kind of strange today because now we've got CRISPR-9 and all this eugenics, and we're mixing and matching animals with humans parts of humans and this and that and the other and the references like, the, like it was the days before Noah.
0: I so, just, I actually just saw this morning that there was some thing that along with a pig, human lung that they grew in a pig inside pig. a pig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For harvesting
2: or what have you. Yeah. kidneys, you know, what have you. But are we going back to the
0: days of Noah? Well, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> what, what were those days like? Right. But so, so the idea was just to kind of connect dots here. Cause you just gave a ton of information and and I'm going to try and help do that for the, the listener that's not experienced to this, this stuff we've talked about it all the time. So, so angels fell, Mm. procreated with women somehow. Uh, Mm. and then they created an offspring called Nephilim. These Nephilim were, were identified as being giants because they were extremely tall. And some other aspects that you mentioned. There's certain
2: characteristics that are consistent throughout history. They're six fingers, double rows of teeth. Um, cannibalistic, just they devoured everything. I mean, if they were how large were they really? Yeah. But red know, back, hair, red hair is one thing too. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, Scottish, it's, it's great. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that little guy. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's his thumb. <laughs> But <laughs> um, but when I think it was um, I think the idea was either to defile the, the human genome. Um, so that—that's where I was going. This, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if, if I mean the the angels, they don't—they know God, and they—they—they they, they were in that realm, and to rebel against Him, what excuse do they have? Um, humanity, we, you know, we know God, but we have to choose to to know Him. But we have redemption. The angels that that choose to rebel don't. Everybody has a, a chance, and this is a life for the choice. And so. Uh, and there's a lot of deception to prevent people from choosing. And yeah. sometimes there's just all out warfare. And
1: so. So basically, you, those well, angels and Satan were the very first liberals. Well, <laughs> trying to distort and. Yeah. Uh, and deceive. Said a little bit. Yeah. yeah and
2: deceive. Yeah. Well, that yeah, for real, man. Yeah, no, that's, a, good, that's a Great point. You know? Yeah, no, but that's just a... conservatives that that deceive too. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all we all have that capability, <laughs> they're, they're, right? Yeah, they're more globalist.
0: So uh, I want, but, let's 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 park on this for well, a second. I, you, I want to make this
2: point though, like the the warfare part of it, um, destroying the human genome, and then flooding the Levant. I mean, at a certain point, if you can prevent, mean, um, after the fact with with Jacob and you know prevent the um, the Jews from taking over the Promised Land and the Levant. If there's a huge population of these giants and these demonic hybrids all over there preventing them from going in, because the first time they said, hey, we're, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna cross the border and go in there and take that land, because they're giants. We're like grasshoppers to them and vice versa. And so what they wandered for another 40 years, would have you, a second time. Well, we don't wanna do that again, right? But if everything's perverse and, and demonic, um in nature and vile and and just murderous for the most part evil. I mean we see there's evil in the world today, it's just most people are are uh, just blocked from it. So but, but I want to hold on. Okay. I know you
0: I know it's the war thing, but you got yeah. we got to go back cuz you went ahead now, but uh-huh. we got to go back to the the corruption of the human genome. So was the original Genesis 6 when the Nephilim started to corrupt the human race um, was the plan it was the idea of the plan of Satan to corrupt the human race so much so that they could not be redeemed because they would be commingled with these, this hybrid race of of well,
2: and again for d- historical purposes, if you go back to, to Enoch, these these the um, the parents of these Nephilim, um, a petition God like you know will they have a chance for redemption? And the answer is no.
0: So they knew that. Yeah, so they knew that, So according to the book of Enoch, he knew that there was an unredeemable uh, race of people or of s- weird... S- it is hybrid. Hybrid yeah, humans. Demonic, yeah, human. Yeah. So they were unable to be redeemed because mm-hmm. they had that part of them that was... That, the spiritual side of them that was... so.
2: It was demonic in okay. nature. And so yeah.
0: this is what a lot of people don't understand about... Uh, humanity today, and, and and Christian theology in particular, and I'm gonna I want to just oh, yeah, point this out. So, man is three parts typically, and this is a very basic overview. And some people would say seven, some people would say five, but basically, your body is soul and a spirit. And so, your body is your physical shell of who you are as a human. Your soul is your mind, your thoughts, you know, your ideas, personality. Yeah, and your spirit is the part of you that is within you that is eternal, that goes on to live. And so when you are born, you know, on the earth, you know, Jesus referred to this in John 3, he says you must be born of water and of spirit in order to see heaven. So in order to see heaven, there's a part of you that has to be born of water, which is your physical being. That's reference to breaking of water. The womb. Yeah, water breaks and a human, a baby's born. And then you must be born of spirit, which is only given by birth from God. And so what you're saying is that these ancients in Genesis 6 they were these nephilim, these offspring were corrupted. The spiritual part of them was alive, but it was unredeemable because it wasn't alive from God. It was alive from a from a fallen creature, an mm. angel that was, and so that was why they were unredeemable. Correct. And so that would make sense theologically. So mm. God then says, "I've got to wipe the earth." i've got to do a hard restart we're gonna we're gonna have right. you tried turning it off and starting it back <laughs> up right you know
2: and if you look at back at, at at noah he was he was pure in his in his generation so if you look back at the hebrew yeah. i mean you can, it can be taken two ways and i think they're both accurate but when it was he was he righteous more righteous than everyone else I and mean, he wasn't sinless because only christ was sinless but he was probably the most righteous man obviously at that point but it also says he was pure in his generation so does that mean that his bloodline from adam had not been defiled So maybe him and And his family genetic preservation
0: they were the only ones that hadn't been corrupted and that were still alive because we know enoch dies Mm. before the flood so we know he wasn't corrupted right so there was probably a handful of people but maybe when enoch died he might have been the last living uncorrupted human being it could be taken both ways you know yeah Yeah. so that's a crazy thought to think about well it kind of changes your perspective on
2: on everything when when you go back and you're read the Bible again, Old Testament and New Testament. I and mean, when you think about the days before Noah and you look at where we are now with with uh, genetic mutations and, and all sorts of other crazy technology going on, you know, the just the the elites wanting to live forever, right? Because yeah. you can't did, be held accountable if you can right. live for another 250 years. Right, right. Yeah.
0: And Jesus did say uh, the coming of the, the second coming of the Son of Man will be as it was in the days, the days of, of, of Noah.
2: Noah. Yeah, so,
0: so, here we got these you know these weird parallels where you know we were talking about that human lung mm-hmm. and a pig, and you were talking about there's some allusion in the book of Enoch to um anim- animals and animal. husbandry. yeah, is that where we get the idea of like that weird um, the senator
2: and the monitors and and what have you yeah. i th- I think there's some kind of correlation there it's uh
0: yeah, well, to- those ideas don't just happen,
2: no, but right? yeah, and then they they kind of go through every. <laughs> every culture too yeah um they do the men of renown the, the mighty men of old um you know the titans the 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 giants the the godmen. um there's you know there's there's a mythological historical case for all these these cases right but then so at this point yeah you know it sounds cool but what evidence do you have of, of giants and this and that and the other
0: in fact so too you talk about mythological so a lot of the greek mythology Mm-hmm. Um, what came out of this, um, well, I'm going to get ahead of myself here. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but a lot of the Greek mythology was connected and s- stemmed back to Babylonian religion, mm-hmm. the Babylonian from, you know, back, w- which will end up being in Genesis chapter, uh, 11, I believe is what it was. Right. Yeah. But, uh, so, so, all right. So you've got fallen angels corrupting mm-hmm. human race, mm-hmm. irredeemable. God floods the earth. He wipes out the the creation at that point well, grieves the, his heart. Let He's me make this point too, because
2: it did yeah. give grieve his heart. But you know what? When, when like, why would God tell someone to go in and, and just remove, you know, all the every man, woman, child, animal, you know, from from the Levant when you go in to take it over? Well, it it seems a little drastic. So when and you no say ever,
0: okay, but you're 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 talking about when the people of Israel mm-hmm. were traveling after Exodus in, to become but i'm talking about still back in genesis chapter okay, yeah. 6 so don't don't jump ahead yeah, on sorry, me i'm going to i'm going to i'm, I'm going yeah. to hold you back from All that right. okay me I, in. I know you got things to say about it but so i want to keep the continuous thought it helps our listeners so as god destroys the earth it grieves him great pain he doesn't want to do it but he really his hands are tied if the human race is irredeemable and he only has noah and his three sons to be able to kind of do a hard reset on the planet that's really what he's left with. And so that's what he does. Mm. And so he does a hard reset. Noah and his three sons, they get off the ark after being on the ark for 40 days, 40 nights. They're actually on the ark for almost a year. It's like 300 and some days total where they're on the ark, which is, if you can imagine, like I always, uh, when you read the book of Genesis, Noah, the first thing he does is he gets off of the ark, he builds or he grows a grape great Vine <laughs> Makes wine And gets drunk <laughs> It takes time But I, He has PTSD The dude's Gotta have PTSD How can you not You saw the entire earth Get destroyed like, you saw everyone that shocking. you... you you're you're gonna, so you're going to want to have a drink. You're gonna, <laughs> I think just, if it ever a warranted a, a day for a, a day yeah. for a, a glass of wine would be the day uh, that you get terrible. off the ark, right? <laughs> You've been living with your family on the ark for, with all the animals.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: It's a good thing we can laugh about it now. It's not a laughing matter, obviously. It was a horrible moment. But God kept his promise. He wasn't going to leave us without an opportunity for redemption right. and he loves mankind so much that he was going to preserve this family start it over. And then we've moved forward a little bit further. Noah's sons leave the ark. They populate the earth. We have what's Genesis 11, the po- the table of or Genesis 10, the table of nations. So they're kind of going their different ways. And I, I, I just want to make this one point. I know I'm doing a lot of talking and I apologize. No, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm one of those guys, when it comes to the Bible, I like to explain it out as best I can, so that's just how I am. But uh, there's a great book, if you're listening and you want to check it out, it's called Noah's Three Sons, Mm -hmm. and um, and it basically uh, is a scientific kind of angle towards this whole idea that all of the races that we have on the planet today can be traced back to three uh, host families so uh so you would take noah's son you know like even even the like where they went like we, the japanese race how varied that is from like say an you know african mm-hmm. you know but but genetically that variance to get those skin tones and that all of that it doesn't take a whole lot and um and it doesn't take a lot to get there so um what's really cool is uh this book it kind of kind of tried to explain a little bit of that now it's hard to find um it it uh it came through one of a a bible college class that um i actually took and um and i have it only in digital form i couldn't even find it in in paperback or hardback so i had to find it like almost like a pdf so but no i
1: found it on amazon
0: did you find it yeah oh cool how much is it seven bucks seven bucks you should buy it yeah i will yeah cool but um yeah, so Noah's three sons, uh, and so now the earth is repopulated again, but now it's not a necessarily a fallen angel occurrence that is trying to rebel and destroy God's work. Satan is taking a different tactic, and he's trying to maybe do a little bit of a different tactic, tactic, and that's what what we would call like a, a, what modern day would be called globalist, <laughs> because he has this country called babylon and uh this it's an area a region it would be in what is modern day iraq and uh, babylon is located there and the king of babylon is a man by the name of nimrod and he could be a man he could be a he could be a second incursion of these fallen angels because in the flood angels don't die right they're well, not
2: yeah so they were they were there and they were they were there for times after right after the flood
0: because it does actually say that in Genesis 6. It says the Nephilim were there and the days following. Mm-hmm. So we know that after the flood, they still came. And we know because of, like you mentioned a minute ago, uh, King David, and uh, he fought Goliath, the famous David and Goliath, right? That's mm-hmm. a story. And Goliath had six fingers, and he was nine, eight, nine feet tall, I think, is what it said, a weaver yeah. staff, whatever mm-hmm. a weaver staff was. I think they were nine feet long. But... Uh, Anyways, so you've got this table of, you've got this Tower of Babel that the people of Babylon begin to build under Nimrod's instruction. And he wants to build a tower to reach God and this ultimate rebellion Mm -hmm. to God. And so God takes action yet again. And he takes and he confuses all of the languages and scatters them across the earth. So now we go from having one community, one language. Real easy to to, to uh, disseminate information, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, then it's broken down, and everything's changed now, and they're, God's not going to let them reach them, and so let's talk a little bit about that—the whole Nimrod and well, there's another good source for that, would,
2: or two sources would one would be uh, Dr. Michael Lake, he yeah. wrote this uh, the book called The Plains of Shinar, and so oh, cool, yeah they they assume well you know these. These uh, primitive man wanted to reach heaven, so they put a tower on the top of a hill so they could touch the clouds and, and thus they could reach heaven. But the plains of Shinar are, are the plains, right? It's this low point. And but uh, what was the purpose in this this tower? Um, you know, was it just to kind of reach the clouds and assume um, that they could reach heaven? But when you kind of get into the details in the text, it does talk about you know the goal was to break. Um Break into heaven and declare war on God and and the angels um, and when you talk about about Nimrod, it says he also became Goborram. Did you look that up because um, it, it was almost like he he became a, a godlike man, and so did he have like the the men of renown or what have you what what did he what did he actually become? Did he had advanced knowledge? Um, of, of certain things to declare war on God. And so it was more of a a, a breach, a rebellion, hmm. um, and not just you know, a bunch of guys shooting arrows up into a cloud <laughs> and trying to, Right. Well, we're going to stick an angel with a four-point. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's a lot to that. But, you know, what it was also it was, like, the first world government. You know, everybody was brought there you together. Go. There you yeah. Go. That's why I was in with the
0: globalists. So. Well, yeah.
2: And what, what's God's? Intention for man to uh, you know have families and populate the earth yeah. and honor him and and serve you know serve your neighbor and serve your children and and to honor him and all things, but then when you take Nimrod and this first globalist agenda to put everybody together and uh, and create rules and to control them and he had a um, false religion. Baal,
0: the right. the Babylonian Babylonian religion, one world government, yeah, one world government, false religion, one world religion, yeah, and currency, and yeah, and, and uh, standard currency, yeah, and what's crazy about that is uh, Jesus actually mentions the God of prosperity, which was their money, mm. uh, in the New Testament when he says you can either serve God or Mammon. Mammon was the actual name for the false god of prosperity. Uh, from the Babylonian religion, it's a holdover, and we still in the Greek translation of mammon for the New Testament is money. Mm. That's why it's, some of your Bibles would say, "Oh, you can either serve God or money." And we think of it as like, "Oh, well, I don't want to be this person that is like, uh, you know, uh, greedy and all that." Yet yeah, you don't. But there was a much deeper uh, reference that Jesus was making there when he mentions mammon by name, because mm. they had shekels and they had they had all these other currencies in the new Testament in, in Jerusalem at that time, he could have said you could either serve God or shekel or God, you know, yeah. but he said mammon, he used that word mammon m- referencing back to the religion of Babylon. And then you get into the new Testament. One of the things that Jesus is going to abolish in the new Testament when he comes back at his second coming is according to the new Testament is that he's going to abolish the religion Babylon. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's some deep tentacles there in that religion babylon that go all the way back and i think it goes pre you know genesis 11 i think it goes back to genesis 6 where the first fall of these angels came and create this offspring i think it's all about rebelling of, against god that great conspiracy that satan led at the very beginning he was the conspirator you know he was the, he was the one conspired against god and and you know, deceived a third of the angels to fall All right. from heaven Do as conspire. well. Conspire.
2: He had an agenda. An you agenda. Know, people, you say conspiracy, oh, conspiracy theory. Well, it just means an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. Yeah. There's a tribe, a nation, or, you know, every nation has intelligence uh, apparatus just to see what the other guys are doing. And mm. so, uh, because everybody has an agenda, but and there's good agendas and bad agendas. Yeah. But, you know, Nimrod kind of being the first prototype of a globalist agenda, um, to conspire, to control everything. And we've seen that through history after the fact with, you know, all the way up to modern times.
0: Do you think that, uh, like, uh, in reference to the Nephilim again, because I, I love these, <laughs> I love the. I, you know, the, the way I, one of the ways that I came, this is kind of cool, a little side story here. One of the ways that I came to faith um, was there was a seed planted in me in the second grade. Um, I had a friend, his name was Carl Moley. And Carl, if you're listening, I owe you this. But Carl was a, Good old Baptist. His family was Baptist, but they were from Germany. And Carl was really tall. And in sec, uh, I would say not second grade. I apologize. It was sixth grade. We were walking home from school, and I jokingly said, "Man, you're you're so tall already. How tall are you going to end up being when you grow up, right?" And his parents were both tall. I remember. And he goes, "I don't know." I said, "Maybe you're a giant." Like I was like joking around. He goes, "Yeah." Well, there was giants. And I was like, "What?" At, At now you gotta understand. I never was raised in church. Never went to church. I, I was the first person in my family to become a, you know, a, a really card carrying Christian. So uh, what happened was, is he says to me, "Yeah, they're in the Bible," and he tells me the story of David and Goliath, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's like witnessing to me. I don't even know it, and I don't even know if he knew it. Yeah. I mean, but uh, so I that stuck with me. There was real giants, like for real. That wasn't just some, you know, fairy tale or myth that you know mythology no there was real giants and we have bones that have been and this is the thing i wanted to talk about it for a minute is like 1940s 1930s they unearthed some bones well yeah I and mean, it goes back through history yeah um, you can find it all over the place and so we have photographs
2: oh yeah you can google image giants and then see like the old ohio tribune newspaper and then this and, or what have you these old um microfiche images of two guys five foot eight standing beside this this coffin with a skeleton and it's it's eight nine feet tall and uh so how awesome I, would that be oh, to find it, those yeah and, and it's, it's wrapped in, in native american uh, tradition in the north america yeah and so um and you know i think it was it was Marzuli found this one guy read this student's paper or what have you but he he just was looking through like Google earth and the, the, well, I guess in Massachusetts there's American stonehenge and there's a guide stone that goes out from it. So he drew a line from that, from that circle to the, uh, to that one stone out about a hundred yards and he just draws it across the Atlantic and across the stonehenge in England. And then he follows that, that line and It crosses all the way through Europe into Lebanon, a straight line, a straight line. Yeah. From, from Massachusetts. And then they carry it on. And then I think Marzulli just drug it over and it, Points straight to Mount Hermon in Lebanon, and so his his theory was well. When the Jews were finally took it upon themselves to take over the Levant, what happened to those those giants and the Nephilim and those those large men that were like grasshoppers in their eyes? Right, where'd they, where'd they go? Well, yeah, they they moved north and across the north North America and to South America, and uh, you were. And if you go back to Native American tradition too, like the Hopi and the Four Corners, they talk about these these na- Native American burial grounds, but they weren't, you know, the Indians that were buried there. They were like a lot of these giants. And then, um, I mean, it sounds strange. It's, it's kind of weird just talking about it. But then when you see the, some of the photographs and you go out, um, there's a guy who was, a, you know, self-made archaeologist, but he went out on the island of Catalina. And... Uh, you know he he would dig up all these giant bones and he took some pictures of them yeah and they um i think they they took this from marzulli and put it on the discovery channel but they had a guy did some 3d measurements because they knew the height of the of the guy that that owned the museum and they compared that to the bones and it was sitting and he he uncovered it, it was in the fetal position but it came out to about nine feet tall and so i mean you can see this all the way in, down to south america and there's another guy alberino Um, he grew up in Peru for a little bit, but he did some research down there. They go into all these old museums and they find these, these diaries from the conquistadores. And as they're, as they're writing some of their, about some of their adventures going through South America, they, they talk about, well, yeah, we found these huge bones and we just assumed they were the bones of the dinosaurs on this river bank that had been washed away. And then we turn the corner and then there's another huge bone but now it's a skull and so the the hilt of our rapier to the tip was from the eye socket to the back of the skull oh wow well yeah and then when you look up well so a so that's Spanish like arm, can, well it's like 36 a inches long yeah wow. yeah 36 inches i mean that's how i mean how long is that and how tall would that a, a skull bite? was yes yeah, yes yeah, so, yeah that's insane that's probably a 20 30 foot giant just huge yeah yeah and you sit in the you know some random in a riverbank yeah diary oh right yeah from uh, yeah from a few hundred years back talks about all these giant bones that were discovered but why is it no one talks about it now and but within like 150 years ago everybody talked
0: about it it because that was common knowledge like i gonna say like we have these old like so what would happen is they would unearth these these skeletons and then they would call the newspaper and the newspaper would come and take pictures and write an article about it and then Mm -hmm. the smithsonian would come and then they would take the bones Mm -hmm. and then we'd never see him again they'd never hear of them again they'd be gone and so there could be a cover-up from the Smithsonian why would there be a cover-up that's, that's a conspiracy theory that stuff. is a conspiracy <laughs> theory no <laughs> yeah. for 100% We're joking a, yeah. that would never happen the Smithsonian
2: no right. yeah.
0: Indiana well, Jones is true yeah, yeah. there's a giant <laughs> warehouse somewhere in in you know, northern Virginia with right uh, yeah all this with the bones But you know, but people arc. have
2: requested hey you know my grandfather had this small museum and he sent this to you where is it Oh, we've lost it, or oh, we never had it. So why do you think the, they
0: cover it up? Like, what's the why would they well, cover
2: that up? Because I think it because it it contradicts their narrative and and corroborates the biblical narrative. I mean, if I mean, if if he found the ark, well, like unbelievable, the Bible's true. How many times have he found something in the Middle East or in, in Israel, especially in the West Bank, that that proves that the, you know, the Philistines were not an actual tribe because they found a coin with their name on it. Or something like that, or the Hittites, or something else. Yeah. And every time they find something that corroborates the biblical narrative, um, but and so you find the Ark. I mean, it did say that, um, you know, he was to put when Noah built the Ark, he was supposed to put put tar pitch on the inside and the outside. Well, I mean, I could speculate, but was it just because God wanted to preserve it, so at one point it would be found and then again prove the biblical narrative? Yeah, that would be great. Well, yeah, and there's another guy too that he he went around with all these different. Wrote a book or a DVD, and uh, I, th- you know, the, Su- the Sumerian tablets, the scrolls. I think they're in the London yeah uh, museum, and and there's one there's a little narrative about um, a world f- or a world flood, and it talks about these eight people on it, right? And that old because there's only a handful of people that can still read that Sumerian script, yeah. And uh, so the professor that was saying, oh well, it does talk about that, but. You know, it was just a local flood. It wasn't a worldwide flood. And he goes, well, are there any other references on the scrolls that talk about that? He goes, no, but he goes, what's this one? It's got little pictures on it. And he goes, well, yeah, but, you know, this is the, uh, just a drawing of the world with the eight continents and the, uh, and the or the, with the continents and the oceans. And he goes, so they did have a, an idea of, of what the world was, if they knew where all the continents were and all the oceans were. But it was and, flat. The earth <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah, I don't believe in the flat stuff, but, uh, the, um, but no, I mean, in his own words, he's, you know, cause he, they said they only knew local, but no, obviously they didn't if they knew. Yeah. I've heard that before com- too. Yeah.
0: It's, it's funny. I mean, it's like all of these different, uh, like rate, like tribes and stuff. Ancient tribes have a story of a localized flood yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm but they're, all over the world but they're spread out yeah. all over the world so <laughs> it was like a bunch of little localized floods <laughs> yeah. or it was a legit worldwide flood well yeah the desert yeah. the
2: high desert plains in peru and i mean all over the top of uh grand canyon there's there's fossilized sea creatures in the silt
0: that, that kind of proves yeah that. i mean yeah they're so finding fish yeah. bones and 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 seashells up in mountaintop regions which shouldn't well, and be that's there. the controversy
2: right i mean a little bit off topic but you know, the, the, the variance in years in Darwinism, right? The, right. the man did not walk with the dinosaurs, but there's uh, archeological flats in Texas that, that show, you know, it's one thing to show, um, you know, a dinosaur print beside a human print, but then there's another thing when you see a human footprint and a dinosaur's toe going over top of it. Well, but I didn't think they, they lived together. Right. Yeah. Which right? one came wait, first? Wait, wait a minute. Right. The know, one what that... was that? You yeah. know, well, so
0: yeah, I think well, I you know there's there are some people that believe that the dinosaurs made it onto the ark. You know that they that Noah actually had little, you know, dinosaurs. We think of them as gigantic, you know, and some of them were really big, like mm-hmm. but a baby one wouldn't be that way. So if you had a baby brontosaurus and a
1: or ones that like obviously were in the water. Because right. there's a lot of water, ones, or ones that can fly, well, maybe. There's,
2: there's another guy. This is intriguing, too. A guy, he's an old scientist, good Christian guy, um, Stan Deo. But he he had a theory that um, that the Earth used to rotate at a different pace. And so there was less gravitational pull. And at, at a certain point when the, an asteroid hit it, it, it changed the, the pace. The gravity was, was much denser. But how do you explain... Um, a huge giant dinosaur because their bones just can't handle the weight and the musculature for them to move as fast as they did at the time, unless the gravity was much smaller. And so that's interesting. Yeah. And so it just, um, and then it also, you know, it explains the, the old, the old dates. Um, because if, if the rotation was at a different pace, you know, if you lived to be 150 years, you know, you know, would you then live, be living to like 500 years? And so, right, yeah, yeah, so a lot of things come together if you, if you look at that theory. Wow. Um, so, I could dunk, yeah. I bet. i thought about that. I would be yeah. able to yeah. dunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lighter <laughs> gravity. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I'd be a lot taller. <laughs> I'd have ups for yeah. sure. At least <laughs> right. six months. <more>. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: yeah, right. No doubt. Dude, that's amazing. That's really cool. I, I, I always am intrigued by some of that stuff. And, and, and you're right. I think the, the, the issue is narrative is not being met. And so they have to... Kind of hide it or keep it from coming out the way that it needs to be exposed. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, everyone, knows, if you ever go to the Museum of Natural History up in, you know, DC, Washington, DC, I mean, there, there's an entire section that kind of walks you through evolution. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy to me is that uh, this is Smithsonian made and everything, and they endorse it, they promote it. It's still a theory but Yet they have it there on display as though it's real, and they have like these you know, they try and you know, have well, some...
2: but it's fallen apart, it's 100 so many years, yeah. And they would, I think, they thought by now it'd be proven, but it, it, it's gotten worse for them, right? And so, I mean, you look at, I mean, there's a big debate. I, it's well, a handful of years ago, this one scientist she found some, some congealed membranes inside of a dinosaur. Well, that can't happen because. You know, beyond four to five thousand years that it, it petrifies. Hmm. Well, what does that mean? Right, those things should be millions of years old. Right. Oh no, you pour a little water on it; it's it's kind of spongy. Like that couldn't have been more than ten thousand years old. Well, that can't be. It's, science is contradicting science. How, right. does that, how does that happen?
0: So because um, they took their theory as fact, and
2: well, yeah, like yeah, like a lot of things, right? Right. So, um,
0: but there's so many unknowns to to some of these things. But the, so that's cool, man. So now, so we've got the we're going to jump back forward now. So now you have the Tower of Babel was established. It was broken down. The language was scattered. Uh, there was this first one world government, one world currency, one world religion, all of that, which was, you know, we can, you know, as believers, as Christians, we look at that and say, okay, well, obviously that was inspired and, and authored by Satan. Yeah. But but uh, they move forward because God breaks that down with the Tower of Babel. He Scatters the language, and so, uh, but now there's just uh, now God is going to bring forth a nation, and bring forth a tribe, and then a family, and then a Messiah out of that nation, and so now that now the consp- the cons- great conspirators' plan is to prevent that from happening, and so the nation would be Israel. The place would be the Levant that you keep talking about mm-hmm. in that area. And uh, we know that when, uh, when the people of Israel go into Egypt and they stay there for 400 years, they become slaves, they get rescued out by Moses uh, after being in there, and they're, they're a million people strong. They're going to they're gonna go across the Red Sea. They're going to go—they ac- should only—it's literally like a two-day uh, <laughs> trek— <laughs> But it ends up being forty years for them because he's trying to get them to be right with him, uh, which is, seems to be the theme, right? God, yeah. he's always contending with us, but uh, he wants to bring them into a land of their own, so that Messiah can come out of because he had foretold that he would be from a tribe, from a nation, from a you know mm-hmm. all of these things, and so another promise
2: from God that El Diablo wants to break. Right, yeah,
0: he just wants to cause God to look like a liar. So, but so Joshua is takes over after Moses dies, and he's going to lead the people into the promised land. And he sends he's one of the spies that goes over. Joshua, Caleb, they go in, they check out the land, and they say, "Lo and behold, guess what? The men are giant. They <laughs> the uh, we look like grasshoppers." And so, but I don't know if they're cannibals because they talk about the, the the grapes were the size of men's heads so oh. that'd be a pretty big grape okay. Okay. yeah well then again you're mixing it I mean it
2: could it's have been like, technology huh yeah uh, you know, genetic manipulation early on right yeah
0: through advanced knowledge of of all things okay so do you think that the angels that came down from the fallen angels gave them that technology and knowledge and all of that
2: well I, I would think so i mean you think they'd have advanced technology because when you when you look at the uh at giza and chichen itza and all these old ancient um structures, structures yeah they, they all they all line up astrologically um to the stars with precision i mean you, you've got some a lot of them have been just completely unearthed and destroyed but they're you know, hundred thousand, what fifty thousand pound stones that came from two miles away. I mean, how did they have that type of technology to yeah. move that stuff? Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, we it'd be a huge effort on our part to, to do anything similar. And then you can you can look at some of the, uh, I guess, the cornerstones from those, those. They've been built over time and time again. But some of the foundations of some of those old buildings in, in Peru and, and in South America. I mean, it just looks like. You know, huge stones that have been melted like marshmallows and and pushed together. I mean, how do you you don't carve that, right? What kind of technology do they have to dragons? Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> fire breathing dragons, fire breathing dragons. <laughs> melting <laughs> this stuff.
0: No, but dragons. so that technology though that they gave would have been even useful for like the genetic stuff too. So what you're saying, so like, not mm-hmm. only to build because mm-hmm. obviously they're some weird building. Now here's here's my take on this. So these angels, right? Jesus makes a statement in the New Testament. He says, "He where says, uh, 'Where I'm going, uh, you cannot come with me now. But where I'm going, I w- I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I will come back, and I will, and I will bring you with me.'" And uh, he says, "I'm going to prepare a place for you." And then some of other versions, and uh, another gospel refers to it as, "I'm in my house are many mansions," and uh, and we get some a glimpse of the construction of what heaven would be like at some level because. John in the book of Revelation when he's taken up the streets are gold and he describes gates and things like that and walls Um, and so somebody has to build that stuff right somebody has to build it so the angels are at work they're God's servants and so a fallen angel would have technology on how to build how to move Mm, things and and it just wouldn't be supernatural it wouldn't be like oh I can like like Jedi mind trick that rock to move over there I think it was like they had hands-on technology that they used and it's amazing how much god actually does that in our lives all the time right you know
1: and i mean that kind of goes to the the whole thing where you hear all these like the hindus have these old stories about people arriving and flying saucers or you know stuff like that and giving them all these ancient technologies so it even kind of <laughs> it even kind of explains like this narrative that's pushed by like ancient aliens and stuff like that that you know they're, they're looking secular like, people are looking at these things and going human, wow. humans can't do this alone right so it even kind of gives credence to like this whole U- thing like ufo's like, like basically the bible already answered it like <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean like it it's definitely totally br- it's up. definitely
0: brushed up against it right yeah it, i mean that's for sure but
2: and the, i, I got to go back and find all this stuff i used to read back in back in the day but there were some other guys that were doing um, some research on alien abduction and, uh, there's like 10,000 people over so many years, right? It's just an exhaustive study, just too much data to filter through, but they could try to look at, well, what are some of the, the key variances that we can find that aren't common in all of them? And they started looking at faith and religion. And I think they, they found that what well, 90% of the time someone was abducted. If they were, if they just in a panic said the name of Jesus, poof, they were back where they were supposed to be. Hmm. I mean, how is it that? Aliens from a different wow. planet know who Jesus is, right? And that's kind of that would I think they're a little bit more demonic and
0: deceptive, in in, in that that case, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I believe, mean, yeah. I mean, that th- that just makes more sense to me than
2: yeah. You go back through the ages, right? Whether whether it was in medieval times or what have you, there was always been a name for something that's been unexplained. So whether there were you know fairies or or um, succubuses and succubuses, ghosts, apparitions, yeah, whatever. Well, what? <laughs> can't um, the? Uh, but there's always there, <laughs> there's always uh, there's always a name for them, but there's no explanation for them. But I think they're just continued, they're demonic spirits that deceive yeah. um, to be whatever they want you to think of them at the time. Just a, a, a good
0: distraction yeah totally yeah so then the question come the the question that i'm off often asked is if they did it before the flood and then they came back and we see giants after the flood with david and goliath why aren't we seeing giants now and could we see giants now what would you say to that no i i I don't see
2: why we couldn't but we just don't And, and and what is the point um the uh well, there's there's a couple of theories. I yeah. mean, I'm not sure how late you guys want to stay up tonight talking about them, but I know <laughs> well, three in well, general. Throw a, throw a theory out. Yeah, well, let me, let's talk I about mean, it. I mean, there's, um, well, and two. I think was it the uh, is it the angels that were held in lock and chain under the you know in the abyss, waiting for the time to be released in Revelations, um, which was that um, was it seven or eight, I don't recall, but um, you know they were.
0: So, those were the angels. What about those angels, though?
2: Well, they were, I mean, are those, well, I I mean, I guess you need to go back and define that. You had the the fallen angels who were the angels, and you had the, uh, and and from what I, in my best understanding, the Nephilim, the offspring, those, I think they're the demons. I don't think they really have a a place to go. So, they're, I mean, they're the ones being held. Oh, so I'm I'm going to blow
0: your mind right now. uh, Sorry. Talking about demons right a lot of people believe that demons are fallen angels that's just a new name for them that they that they were angels that were once in heaven but I heard a theory on this and it really got me thinking that you have fallen angels, that are fallen angels, mm-hmm. and they still Ephesians talks about you know the the talks about the power rankings of different levels of um you know of demonic forces you know mm-hmm. the principalities and powers of the air right that Ephesians talks about in Ephesians five, and then um and then uh, uh, the theory I heard was that the demons were actually the disembodied souls of Nephilim yeah, that that's... were destroyed at the flood so you have fallen angels and then you have demons and it's not that they necessarily work together either like in conjunction with one another so you have demonic possession oppression which could be the result of a disembodied spirit of a dead hybrid (laughs) and that's why i'd want to kill and be evil and rebel and do all these things that is its nature Yeah. yeah but it probably does have to submit to satan because of the fact that well, it submits to God, Jesus. We know that by His name the demons tremble. But I was gonna
1: say that that kind of leads to if go <laughs> with me on this one. So if you're getting the soul of someone who's ten feet at minimum height, right? So they they varied in uh, the Nephilim, the giants yeah. varied in heights. Yeah. So if you're getting the soul or the mind or That being that in you know, demonic possession, uh, they always say that they have superhuman strength and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, maybe you know, if they have this (laughs) soul, there's something uh, to that for
0: sure. Yeah, soul of this uh,
1: 12 12 foot tall guy that's built
0: for war. Uh, As someone who's been you know, around a lot of crazy spiritual things, I I can attest that just from my own experience, that demonic uh, possession is true. It is real. I mean, I've, yeah, I've encountered it, you know, personally. Is so
2: case, was it Cleveland a couple of years ago? Um, the mother called the police because her child was possessed, right? They get this stuff all the time, but this is the one case where two police officers documented the, the child walking up a wall or crawling up a wall, mm-hmm. and um, I mean that's that's not natural. No, no, that's so, yeah, <laughs> okay. just, yeah. that's defying laws of physics, foul. right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, party foul, <laughs> well, party foul. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, taser, taser. <laughs> I saw us you stand taser. Right,
0: but yeah. So 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 you have the possibility of this complete rebellion that's unseen, but driving forces. It's creating. And it wants to do this ultimate rebellion of a recreated one-world government, re- recreated one-world religion, recreated one-world currency, because we know that mammon is what people need. You know, Money does make the world go round in that it's sense. A, it's a form of you know, control. Yeah, it's a form of control. That's right. And uh, And so you have all of those things working together, and they're working together to bring us back to that place once again. Mm-hmm. That's what's so crazy to think about. And so when you have these globalists... That right now, so now you're going to, like, we're current day now. Globalists are working to bring all of this back into play, and they're being motivated, maybe unwittingly, some of them. Some of them are Satanists. Like, there's a huge number of Satanists. As at the opening of the podcast we learned. Mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr., <laughs> Liberace. <laughs> um, um, you know, there's a huge number of Satanists that want that to happen. They want that to be the case. And so that's that's kind of working and it's coming about in its own way, in its own style, and uh, and and it's motivated by by these forces that we see threaded through the Bible from the book of Genesis all the way through to the end in Revelation. How crazy is that to think about? Yeah. Well I mean there's I mean whether well, you go back
2: to the, the Third Reich and the Thousand Year Reign, another globalist attempt by, wow. by the Germans and all the research that they did. I mean a lot of those German scientists were heavily involved in the occult. You know, they go back, they, the Aryan race, going back to uh, what they would want as the advanced knowledge and times of, of Atlantis. Um, and then, you know, communism, another globalist form of, of government, um, you know, for, I mean, and in Islam as well. I mean, the, uh, they, they want, they have a globalist agenda yeah um but and then you talk about whether some of them were knowledgeable or not i mean you've got several of these groups um have trilateral commission you know uh well, okay, so just huh? real
1: quick i mean even Mohammed when he was revealing the uh when he was <laughs> not revealing when he was getting the uh revelations to use the term from the angel to mm-hmm. write what was it Gabriel that yeah. wrote yeah it was Gabriel. Came, it, well that's well, what he, he said but <laughs> yeah. but there is also this theory um what's his name he wrote the the satanic verses anton uh, Levay. no 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 uh, oh uh he, he wrote a book called uh, i can't remember his name but he's not allowed he has a uh, oh a, Sa- Simon rush Rushdie. yeah Rushty, yeah he has the, right, uh, yeah. the hit on him but basically mm-hmm. there's this theory and i think he popularized it in kind of like a da vinci code way of the uh that actually, the the Gabriel, so to speak, w- was actually he was being deceived by Satan or a fallen angel when he got these verses, or certain verses. Um, well, wasn't in that the Quran. first
2: impression he had? They talked to his wife, I, you know.
1: right? And she yeah, and she he, was like, "No, no, no, no this this good. Like, it's Go good. With Go with it. Go with it. Know? Yeah, exactly. It's a good thing." So you could say, arguably, one of the biggest world world well, religions is exactly he got. Well, they Game refer to they
2: refer to Allah as the great destroyer and the great liar well, what do we refer
0: to as the great destroyer and the great liar in the Bible right yeah Satan right yeah so yeah though what's interesting though about that with Islam too is it's a it's labeled a religion of peace but it's by force right so well that,
1: that's what I always say is if you look at the uh, I always like saying if uh, if <laughs> so if Islam is a religion of peace why aren't Islamists Islamic extremists extremely peaceful right <laughs> right yeah right you, know, like, you have the the taoist and all these things uh well christians turn the other cheek right an extreme what is an extreme christian is the one who like donates all his wealth and goes to africa to go live and yeah. he lives self- selflessly right yeah, yeah. denies him completely himself and it's so true, tries dude. to live for christ but
2: well, but, there, but there's so a start i mean i think we're all you, know, you have a worldview which is your belief which you know for some it's a religion right? so what do you believe and then most of it's defined by a document so if you're defined as a christian by the bible um jesus simplified it and said if you love god with all your heart and you serve your neighbor as yourself that is that is the life that you're supposed to live yeah. where um you're defined by the quran it's it's a uh, it's not about freedom i mean god loves us he gave us freedom to love him back it has to be reciprocal Right? So, and it's, it's a, you know, time to choose. You were creating his image. So we have the same desire. So when you have a family, you, there's nothing better than when your children love you back. If you have a child that goes a little sideways, you do everything you can to, to bring him back, but you also want to teach him and, and guide him, you know, Hey, don't stick your finger in light socket. You know, there's rules. You know, some people see those rules or those commandments as, uh, you know, I'm being restricted. You know, there's no freedom in, in Christianity, but there is, because you have, you always have the, the choice to choose but in some religions there is no choice and in some religions it's it's the it's just not compatible with the constitution which is based off of freedom mm-hmm. so yeah man that's
0: uh, that's crazy so it's a huge like that's do, a lot of conspiracy you guys ever
2: hear about what albert pike and his letter to his um, compatriot yeah, yeah. so uh, you, you break it down you break it down you mean break it down yeah. all right correct me if i get some of the details wrong but right. i mean you i think he was no confederate general yeah and uh in the Illuminati or what have you, whatever their name was at the time. And uh, and in, uh, I guess, a letter back and forth, they were talking about their globalist agenda to, for a final one-world
1: order. And, and just to, to preface this, he was a known occultist. Yes. He was, he was open yeah. about it. And we still do have a statue of him. Well, we'll um, talk about oh, it, some of the known. Yeah, in yeah. D.C. Yeah. But, um, uh, go ahead. So the letter. Oh, yeah. But
2: the letter, it, it talks about, well, there's going to be... Um, you know to get to this point three world wars and the, the first one and this is i think he wrote this what in the early part of 19th or right before 20th, he died yeah. yeah yeah so like 1900 or what have yeah. you yeah or 1890s but um world war the first world war will be just to remove the czarist families from russia and the second one is to remove as many as the um as yeah. the uh the fascist and, and christians from europe as we can and then the third world war you know after we established the state of israel you know, there's going to, we're going to use, um, you know, Islam against all the other religions. And at that point, when people have had enough of governments and, and religion, they'll be clamoring for, for one world government and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one world religion and one world currency because of the currency wars and what have you. And, uh, I mean, how, how much prognostication <laughs> right. was, was in that statement. So, uh. And and you go through history and there's there's always been some type of agenda for some kind of you know global uh, control over everything. Mm-hmm. And when you follow the, some of the guys that were in the occult, um was it Aldous Huxley? Do
1: you remember him? Aldous Huxley, the author? Well
2: was, was he was and his brother, uh, what was his name? I thought didn't he um start UNESCO and the and Lucis Trust and then the UN I gotta, I'll i go back and do some more research on that. I don't that. know but, him, but I,
0: know, I know Dr. Huxtable. Let's not get into that. That's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh,
2: but um.
0: Yeah, I, was, I mean, Albert Pike, that guy was... I, I'm going to read some quotes. I just found them on the internet real quick while you guys are talking. Listen to some of the quotes that Albert Pike had. He says, uh, well, famous one, The sovereignty of oneself over oneself is called liberty. I mean, these all sound really good. A war of great principle ennobles a nation, and en, and a nation. It's a philosophy is a kind of journey, never learning yet never never uh, ever learning yet never arriving at the ideal perfection of truth. Um, so you see these like wise statements, but still kind of laced in there is it's like partial do it that will partial truth, right? right? Which is
2: the uh, which was Anton Lavey's you know satanic.
0: His creed yeah right do as thou wilt yeah, yeah. yeah. to do your own will basically um, and then another one albert pike faith begins where reason sinks exhausted mm. uh you know and i would say that 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 actually isn't even biblical because faith is reasonable we have a reasonable faith right <laughs> as believers as christians where our faith is in a person jesus mm-hmm. and there's no a whole lot of mystery about that it's not like my reason is exhausted at that point i'm actually encouraged you know yeah
2: well we have hope we have hope you know, right? and peace and contentment yeah. and uh, and just a desire to share that with with everyone
0: yep, yep. well man this has been Awesome podcast. I think we've covered a lot of ground here today. We went from Genesis 6 to Revelation, (laughs) the end of Revelation. You rabbit-trailed
2: like crazy. (laughs) We did.
0: No, we actually did a little bit of rabbit-trail, but pretty solid case through. I mean, so, you know, you can see where the beginning rebellion from Satan goes in to to destroy the the human race, mankind, and then set up an ultimate rebellion against God that courses itself through history uh, and in many ways, and the globalist one world, one
1: religion, one one currency is the theme that he established and that yeah, he-, he basically gave the blueprint early on as to modern day globalism. so maybe we'll have to get into that next time, how, yeah, uh, move from the past now that we have a history about it, yeah, and uh, see how. It- I think the, the whole idea of
0: globalist, globalists and Illuminati and all of that too is something that we should unpack at another time because a lot of people don't even understand it. It's like Illuminati is actually trendy right now and people don't even understand. I mean, I saw a Taco Bell commercial yeah. that was kind of mocking the Illuminati. But it's, it. it's
2: well documented.
0: Oh, yeah, it's yeah. documented. But a lot of people don't know it. You just right. got to gotta research it, find it, and look it up. Well, and you
2: can talk can do a cast on mass deception and mind control. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah,
0: we started mind control in our last podcast, the MK Ultra and stuff. With, oh, yeah. uh, which I called mind control MK, but it's actually monarch. It's a butterfly. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I made a stupid. Anyways, but look, Kevin, man, it's been awesome having you. It's on always the, fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool, and and we'll have you on again sometime if uh, if you want to come back on, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll continue this. There's so much about these things, and it's just fun to talk about, and it's interesting. And I just want to encourage. You know, again, uh, the verse that I read last week, and and Jesus said this himself, and it's a great verse for us to end on. Uh, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Uh, you gotta, you gotta come against the lies, and you've gotta embrace the truth if you want to. Gotta find, read your Bible. You gotta. read, That's right, man. You, you gotta, gotta read, find the
2: truth and seek it.
0: Find it, yeah. And he says, if you will, if you look for me with all of your heart, you will find me, and uh, and and so. Uh, You know, and Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me." And I don't think there's a better verse to end on. So, thanks, guys. Mm
1: -hmm. Rosie, it's good hanging with you again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was pretty silent on this, but I was just taking it all in. There's so much. I know I'm a (laughs) blabbermouth. No, I learned a lot sitting here. So yeah, it was
0: fun. It was fun, Jonesy. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. We'll catch you next time, and all of you guys listening. See ya. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at alloutwarcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.